Happy Hour. I'm Brittany. And I'm Penny. This is a new podcast. This is obviously our very first episode. Clearly. Clearly it is. <laughs> um, but what's really cool is we're going to be talking about all things work-related. Yeah. Is yeah. that right, Pen? It's going to be really fun. Um, we both work in a cool company. We're yes. colleagues. Yes. Um, and like work besties. Yeah. Um, we're both good at our jobs, I would I, say. I feel like we could say that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're good at our jobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Own it. Um, but you know, like we're not CEOs or millionaires. Definitely um, not. We're super passionate about career progression, um, all things career related, yeah, and also general career satisfaction. Yeah, like enjoying your work and yeah. off, and feeling like you're getting something out of it. A hundred percent. Yeah, even yeah. even not as a millionaire. Yeah, right. I mean, like. Totally. Nobody, nobody has time to be a millionaire. Right? It's, it's a very busy job. Honestly. We it's like a full-time having, job. I mean, I personally like having, you know, friends and, like, family. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and hobbies. I'm a big fan hobbies, of hobbies. Definitely. And, like, hobbies that aren't even a side hustle. Like, you're not actually making money. Right. You just enjoy doing it. Yes. That's kind of like what life's about. We think so. Yeah. <laughs> we think so. Like, totally. Don't come here if you're looking for someone who's going to um, inspire you to wake up at four in the morning and yeah. do 50 push-ups and drink spirulina and test the acidity totally. of your urine and then answer 400 <laughs> emails. Like we are not those people. How to we are live currently to drinking wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're chill. No, we're so, definitely so chill. Fun. And the thing is, basically, where this podcast all kind of came from was Penny and I really enjoy talking about this kind of stuff. Mm. And we do it all the time. And then we thought, hey, yeah. Why don't we record ourselves talking about it? Precisely. I mean, that and of course, we often are giving our friends advice when it comes to like their career mm -hmm. and just like questions that they have about like general office work life, that kind of thing. Yeah. So we thought, hey, let's combine those two things mm. and make a podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're listening to. And welcome. Thanks for listening to our first episode. How cool. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So Penny, how are you? Let's start there. Uh, I am so good. Excellent. Yes. Um, I really feel like 2019 is just going to be such a fun year. We had such a good one last year. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm really you excited. might be one of the only people who had like a good 2018. What is with that? What is, what it's it, weird, what right? to everyone else? Everybody's talking about how, like, it, I felt a very significant shift when 2019 happened in, mm. in honestly, like the people around me and mm. their sort of mentality. And yeah. they were, it was like, almost like everybody was like, fuck 2018. Yeah. Now it's 2019. Yeah. You know? I see people doing those like enigmatic posts on Facebook. Like, yeah. Well, fuck that. I'm out of here. Yeah. And it's like, well, now I want to know. Please <laughs> tell, me, tell me. What Did your ex-boyfriend try to pee on you? Right. Did you lose your job? Yeah. <laughs> did you, did someone open the door while you're in a toilet cubicle in a public space? Oh God. Like what happened? Full nightmares. I mean, like maybe there's also an element of, um, you know, obviously there's the old, uh, the old boy in the uh, White House. Well, that I think is probably the <laughs> Is that gist. what they're talking about? I think that's mostly what people are talking about. Good. Because okay. of course Americans are the loudest. Mm. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Brittany's I mean? Canadian, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So don't tar her with that brush. Did you <laughs> Did you see how I just added that in there? Just coyly? Like yes. within the first five minutes of yes. the podcast? Yes. Very smooth. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. 
By the way, Brittany and I are not smooth. We are the no. lumpiest cucumbers out there. That's it. We are so uncool. Full but we're really cucumbers. just leaning right the heck into that. <laughs> You gotta, honestly, like, why hide it, you know? It's mm. never served me to try to, like, be cool. No. Never. Nobody's buying it. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, even when we were at Nike this week. Oh, but that was super fun. So Brittany and I did a talk at Nike. Which um, sounds, like, it makes us sound so cool, doesn't it? Uh, I, maybe. But I, I thought think it, it did. makes us sound more like you know we, like we know profesh. what's up we're yeah. profesh yeah, yeah which, which we totally are yeah but um <laughs> it was the nike europe headquarters uh right like 30 minutes out of amsterdam yeah we put together a talk we talked to 150 people we got free sneakers we yeah. came we saw we conquered yeah we fucking loved it nailed it and we <laughs> we were like at 3 30 in the afternoon we're like okay it's time for some drinks totally <laughs> like, oh my god and then we just drank here. Until we like got like, home. Yeah, it was like we started <laughs> drinking at three p.m. Our flight was at eight p.m. And then, the, of course, drinks continued on the flight. Yeah, because when you're on EasyJet, there's no other way to do it. Yeah. you have to. Yeah. But I thought it was so funny because, um, like, we got there and the the our like contact um, who was delightful greeted us mm. at the reception mm. and she was like, you know, okay, well, we'll show you like where your talk's gonna happen and everything. But first, I think we should get you some new shoes, you know? Yes! And literally, Penny and I, honestly, I felt like we were just like, <laughs> it was like we'd won The Bachelor. It's like, like <laughs> of fortune! Yeah, we're just like crying and she's like, it's one pair of shoes, you guys. Anyway, yeah. yeah, it was, uh, it was we, the highlight of... Yeah, we both Anna. started like palm sweating and oh like God. talking weirdly and... Yeah. Yeah, and she was just looking at us. She was like, listen, just take the shoes, okay? <laughs> just take them and stop looking at me like that. Yeah. Um, anyway. Sorry, I was about really to fun. ask how, how you are, Brittany. Oh, me. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's... <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> um, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm doing really good. I have, I mean, it's January, so mm. of course, like, you know, the best Brittany is in full effect, more or less. Mm. I started, honestly, I mean, we're well into January now, but I started January 1st with like classic, right? Mm. With so many expectations of myself. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like literally I had all of these things that I wanted to do mm. um, and they weren't unachievable things and they weren't ridiculous things, but it's like, you can't, like all of a sudden have like nine new goals. Yeah. It's yeah. so <laughs> ridiculous. Like even if they're all in and, in and of themselves achievable, the nine of them together, it's just not possible. Yeah. You know? No, not in one year generally. No. Like, geez. Unless you have like a couple of assistants and a studio of oh. people who produce your work for you. A girl can dream. Yeah. A girl can dream. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so then I kind of like hit reality pretty hard. Um, you know, about, like maybe a week ago. So about a week into January, I was like, what are you doing to yourself? And then I decided let's just be a little more concrete. But, but I have been doing some like good things for, you know, I don't know, for work life, mm. for like personal life. I went to the School of Life um, mm. yesterday. Yes. Which if you guys it. haven't heard of the School of Life, highly recommended from Penny and Brittany. Mm. Definitely. It's interesting because we were talking about this this morning. I've been to a bunch of classes and I found that they're almost always like on the whole, I'm like, yeah, okay. But then I always weeks or months later have taken away something from it that has really stuck with me and uh, provided value. So 
That's really cool. Yeah. Because I think that's often the case when we were so quick to judge mm. things, you know, because mm. that's how I felt. I did this course. I mean, basically a little background on School of Life. They're a, like a worldwide organization and their kind of mission is to improve everybody's, everybody, I guess everybody, um, everybody's emotional intelligence. Yeah. So they have like a massive YouTube channel with really great high yeah, quality I love videos. love their YouTube videos. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. So, so it was launched by a philosopher oh, good. called yeah. Alain de De Butoni. Very good. De Rigatoni. De Rigatoni. Jokes. It's it's uh, Alain de Baton. De Baton. Is that right? That sounds right to me. De Baton. It's like bottom, but Mm. baton. Okay, great. Anyway, like he's a really nice guy. Okay. He's very realistic. Yeah. I know him very well. You know him? No. Oh, I was like... (laughs) I'm so, that one in the back I'm pocket. I'm so gullible. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Penny, what are you doing here if you know this guy? <laughs> Go get a job. Okay. There. Yeah. Okay. So basically, they also have like little offices around the world where they mm. do like workshops of like 30 people. You can buy tickets. Mm. It's like just self-improvement stuff kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and they do a lot of stuff on uh, career. And the one that I did last night was on decision making. It was Perfect. making better decisions, mm-hmm. which I felt was perfect for where I'm at right now, for you know? Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to start to like think about your goals for the next few years, got to start making some decisions in terms of like my career, what I actually want to achieve, mm. those kind of things. Mm. And it really it really helped me. And actually the one takeaway, if I may share this, the biggest takeaway that I had was we did this exercise where we mapped out our like past basically mm. uh, from wherever you wanted to start, but um, you kind of just um, re- try to remember some of the like key decisions that you've made in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you put them like, you know, you drew a little line on a piece of paper, right? And above the line, you put the positive decisions. So things that, ah, you know, maybe you, you look graphic. Yeah. You look <laughs> back and you think like that had a good impact on my life. And then the kind of negative, I'm putting air quotes because mm. I mean, I don't know. I don't really like to say that I made like that I regret because I don't actually regret these decisions. But mm. anyway, you put those on the underneath the, the line. So then you have this division and then you, she like took us back through our decisions and asked us like, how did you come to that decision? Like think about how you like made that decision. What influenced you? Was it values? Was it outside influence? Was it like, what was it? And like, how long did it take you to make the decision? Was it quick? Was it long Mm. and drawn out? And then you, you kind of start to see this like pattern. Oh really? In your decision-making process. Mm. It's, it's fascinating. So do you put all the, so on this graph, Mm -hmm. do you put, um, like, or only good decisions or bad ones as well? So you do put the bad ones, but you put them below. So you have them separated. Okay. Like you have the, the line in the middle of the page and above the line you have positive and below the line is like the negative. And what would you count as a bad decision? I know. This is, I find it, I I'm struggled such with a flippant optimist. I'm like, oh, nothing. But I'm also like in really into radical self-acceptance. Yes. Because like my life has been a series of blunders and failures and so on. So it's like... <laughs> But obviously there's been successes as well. So I yes. see it all as part of a package. I'm like, Absolutely. you know, I'm definitely not uh, one of those people who's like, everything happens for a reason because that's total bullshit. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's a white people thing. Yeah. Like, yeah if yeah. you're white, maybe everything happens for a reason. Right. But, or you can um, believe that. By the way, we are both white. We are both white. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think they would have guessed, though. We're like Probably. classic, classic we do white kind girls. Of sound, yeah, um, okay. But 
yeah, I mean, like, I don't believe that, but I do think, like, I don't, I definitely don't like to dwell on yes. regrets and stuff. I really struggled with actually coming up with, like, negative decisions, mm. um, uh, especially when I got, like, closer to my life now, because mm. every, you know, yeah, I, I am where I am today based on all of the decisions I've made, right? Mm. But there were a couple of things. So one is I went to university in my, like, I graduated high school. I went to directly to university mm-hmm. um, and took open studies, which is something that you can take for the first, I think it's two years mm. in Canada. I don't know how, about the other countries, but you can take open studies, which means you can take courses from like any course oh, you want. Yeah. yeah, which is a cool idea, kind mm. of. Mm. Um, but then after two years, you have to like really drill down what you're going to major in. Yeah. Um, and the problem there is that you might actually end up having to take more classes because you haven't, you haven't fulfilled done the right exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's the only problem with it. But it is like, yeah, potentially it's good for people. Um, but for me, the only reason I really went and went straight into university was because um, my parents really wanted me to. Yes. And they were. That is a really common pressure. It's super common, right? Mm. Like, and I and I still to this day, I, it's saying regret is such a bold thing to say. But I definitely um, am, like, if I were to do it again, I would not go directly to university. Because then I ended up taking a year off after that first year where, um, you know, I just was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm. The the first year, my first year of university was, like, I would argue a pretty big waste of time and money. Damn, And then And then I went back and did four years, like, started, had to start basically again. Yeah. uh, And do four years of something that I was interested in. Brittany, when one of our delightful listeners Mm -hmm. writes us a letter about, uh, a letter about... (laughs) (laughs) A letter. (laughs) My accent is going to be indecipherable, but you'll get used to it. Yeah. Um, What writes us a letter about like which university course to choose and what to do about university, let's prep hard for that one because it's totally. such a big, like, there are so many people doing degrees and they're like, why the heck did I choose engineering? And it's like, yeah, yes. we've got some thoughts around that. So Definitely. I'm very excited to yeah address that yeah. issue yeah. with one of our delightful listeners. Absolutely. So <laughs> I've been blabbing for ages. That's okay. Um, I know, right? But I mean, this, this the whole thing is that this decision workshop – what it gave me was a look into myself. I love yeah. this. Like, it really did. It mm. gave me, like, I, I all of a sudden discovered, oh, wow, a lot of the really positive decisions that I've made in my life were kind of, um, they, they were sort of um, the value, I guess, that I was maybe thinking about when I made these decisions was mostly, like, adventure, excitement, oh, cool. you know, new things, Positively whatever. motivated then. Yeah, definitely positively mm. motivated. Mm. Um, but also, I'm young, I don't have a family, all those kinds of things. Like, I think your your decision-making process obviously changes once you have kids, oh, sure. if you have kids, and, mm. you know, all those or things. Or dependence in general. Right, dependence, exactly, mm. yeah. Um, so, anyway, I found that uh, pretty interesting. I would yeah. highly recommend doing that exercise, actually. It's very yeah. easy to do. Sure. Um, anyway... Yeah, and you, Penny, you doing well? Uh, yes. Yeah? I think we already talked about me. Did we, though? Well, I feel like I feel like we just jumped right into the Nike, but... That's true. You're, okay. you're working out. <laughs> you're back on the workout train. <laughs> By the way, Penny, can I say it? Yeah, go on. Okay, so Penny used to be a gymnast, and by gymnast, I mean she went to the Olympics. 
Oh. <laughs> it's such a cool thing. I, I tell everybody ago. all the time. Oh, bless you. I remember when I went to dinner at your place and I yeah. met your boyfriend. Well, I'd met him before, but yeah. he just comes over to me and he's like, did you really go to the Olympics? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, Philip, get me a wine. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's move along. Yeah. It's very cute. But um, that was literally 15 years ago. Yeah. So I don't know that girl anymore. She was a much better person than I am. <laughs> I live a completely sedentary lifestyle now. I'm like, I probably have really bad cholesterol. I probably, like I struggle to climb upstairs. But this year I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to do this thing because I'd like to, I, I would love to say I had like really altruistic motives, but honestly, I'm going back home to Australia in like a few weeks. Yeah. And the, Australia is full of hot people. In, bi- in bikinis. In fucking bikinis, <laughs> you know? Like who do you think you are? Yeah. And they really strut honestly. around. Yeah. So Stratton. I wanted to like just get rid of a couple of the extra donuts. I don't even know <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, Amazing. I was like googling: Is it possible to lose? You know, like how long yeah, yeah, does yeah. it take to lose? And, and then I was like, I'm just gonna try. You Fuck probably it. found all of those articles that are like, I lost 20 pounds in two days. Totally. And like, but what? then, like, what ends up happening with me is I'm like, okay, I've been really good today. I've had a salad for lunch. I've had a lentil soup for dinner. Yeah. And then I'll be lying in bed and I won't be able to sleep. And literally, this happened on Monday night. I got up. I made pasta. <laughs> I'd made too much. It was like that olive oil and garlic pasta with oh, lots of parmesan. So I made too much, so I just ate the whole lot. It ended up being three bowls of pasta. And I'm like, this is not helping my cause. But honestly, like, I don't feel any regret. I don't give Good a shit. Good for you. Good for you. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's small that. steps, right? There's, there's like two parts of me. Yeah. One part is like, honey. And the other part's like, babe. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I love it. I love that. Um, okay, fantastic. Well, I'm happy for you. Mm, and I'm, thanks. you know, supporting your journey in <laughs> in the 20-pound weight loss in oh, two days. Thanks so yeah. much. I mean, not 20 pounds. No, I know. Like oh, a- oh, my God. If you lost 20 pounds, <laughs> you would not exist. I'd have to chop off one leg. Yeah. But um, Penny's a really small person, actually, <laughs> which is what makes this way funnier. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not like endorsing massive weight loss. I'm no, just of course saying not. No. I just wanted to like get rid of a bit of the extra wiggle. Of course. And don't we all? Don't we all? Isn't everybody trying to do that? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I think we should move on to the next segment of our first episode. Yeah. Let's tell everyone about this segment so they know what to expect. I think you should tell everyone. We've thought up a really complex and unusual format for this show. Yes. (laughs) Just kidding. Never been done before. (laughs) Just kidding. It's exactly the same as any other kind of advice show. You write us a letter. We answer the question. Um... So, it's as simple as that. It's so simple. Penny, would you like to read the first letter that we've received? Um, okay, so... Letter uh, number one. Letter number one. Uh, to Brittany and Penny, I'm writing to you because I'm currently applying for new roles after being made redundant. However, I find that I'm almost always getting the same feedback in rejection letters, that I'm overqualified. Is that we, we chose this one very specifically. It's starting to get really depressing and I don't understand it. Can you give me your thoughts on what might be going wrong? Thank you, Debbie. 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 This is a classic. 
It is, isn't it? And I find that like when people, so uh, who here? Okay, we can't talk to you like that. <laughs> <laughs> ask, them a, ask them a question. Show of hands. That's great. Um, so when you talk to your friends about this over yeah. dinner. And they say, oh, well, she said I was overqualified. They kind of roll their eyes, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, was like, what the hell does that mean? Like people, I think people think when, when they've been told that they're overqualified, that it's sort of automatically, it's like a cop out for not getting the job. Like they, yeah. they were like, oh, it's just like a better way to say we didn't choose you. But mm. I don't think that's usually the case. Yeah. And I think unless often, they're assholes, which could be the case. That is true. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm burping. Um, And the other thing is that people often think overqualified, how can that be a bad thing? Right. So we're here to tell you, Debbie, that um, I actually gave this reason to a a person the other day when I was um, trying to hire someone. Um, And basically the reason that I said overqualified and the reason why this is a huge issue is because there's very rarely a situation in which any person wants to move into a company and stay in the same role for a really, really long time. Yeah. Right. So, um, this woman was overqualified. She would have wanted a promotion at some stage. She would have wanted a pay rise, but in our budget, we didn't have, we didn't want to give anyone a pay rise in any sort of near future scenario. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I need to hire someone that has that's well below me in the food chain, right. and that's going to be easy to teach, easy to manage, um, and easy to let grow organically, as opposed to like them always hitting up against this wall of like, well, you know, I've got all these qualifications and I yeah. do a really good job. Why can't I have a pay rise and a promotion? Right. We're just not when you're not prepared for that at all. Here's what I would say to Debbie. Like, to De- Honestly, I would tell Debbie. In this case, like, this is kind of, a, I think, also a classic case um, that women often fall into, right? Mm. Because, um, I mean, like, lover or hater, you know, Sheryl Sandberg does talk about this, yeah. about just how often women, we sort of underqualify ourselves almost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't really necessarily apply for jobs that we don't, like automatically look at and think we could do that job well, right? Mm. However, often case, like it's often the case that, or I would suggest to a lot of people to apply for a job that's slightly out of your comfort zone, Mm. that you're maybe not completely qualified for because it will push you so much more than like applying downwards, right? For some job where you're like, oh, I'd fucking kill it there, you know? It's like, great. Like everybody wants to do really well at work, but you also want a challenge and you also want that kind of growth, right? Mm. I mean, moving jobs often is like, you're moving up mm. in, you know, the food chain. Yeah. That's like, you know, and that's kind of the ideal scenario. So if someone's telling you that you're overqualified, I would shoot for the skies, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think this is a really good time for like sitting down and really assessing your skills. Yeah. And being like, okay, you know, um, if if my uh, if the people that I'm applying to are looking at my resume. Um, and seeing the same role as I'm applying for at this job, maybe they think I could do more. Um, and it's rare that people would use the excuse of overqualified if they think you're like genuinely shit. Right, I think, exactly. Um, I think um, sit down, really look at the roles that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's blocking you here is a bit of fear. It's like just, you need to just take the step upwards. Totally. Um, 
I mean, if I'm hiring someone, I want someone a bit ambitious. Totally. You know, I want them to be like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to kill this role. Yeah. And then you're going to want to do something else with me. So that's like, it it doesn't appear very ambitious. If you're, let's say you're applying for an account manager role and your last role was an account manager role. I mean, like go for the next level, senior account manager or something slightly different. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, Um, I, I totally agree. Mm. I think we often are, yeah, just like it's that little bit of fear or anxiety where you're like, what if I go and I'm not good enough, mm. right? And I think that um, there, there's always going to, you're all like, why not make the jump? You know what I mean? Like that when you're changing jobs or when you're going for a new job, that is the best time to do it. Mm. That's when you're going to get, be able to actually potentially get a pretty significant pay rise, right? Mm. And actually, you know, challenge yourself a little bit more. So Debbie, you know? Do it. Go get her. The other thing I would say is that generally speaking, if there's like, if you're going straight across from one role that's exactly the same as the last one, um, are you doing it because you really like the company? Like, is this a great opportunity in an organization that you, you know, would absolutely die to work for? um, And you're taking that role that's slightly beneath your position in order to get into your dream company. Yeah. In which case, you need to build a case for those hiring managers as to why that is so important for you. Because then they'll be like, oh, I see. Debbie's applying for this role that's a little bit shit. It's not exactly what she could do, but she's doing it because she loves our brand. She loves our mission statement. She she's like, you know, like she knows everything about us. She's been totally. following us for years. Yeah. So in that case, you really need to make that abundantly clear. Like, um, do your research, follow all of their social media accounts, familiarize yourself with their work yeah. and really show them that you are the perfect person to work anywhere within their company. Absolutely. I think there's no better also like way to convince someone mm. than to be like, I love your company. Like it's not the job for me. It's like, I really want to just work at your company. That's how much I love it. Mm. And when people do that here at the company we work at, it is like, it's a factor because Mm. we want people who are hungry and excited and who believe in our mission, Mm. you know? So I think that that's a really great point, Pen. For sure. Of course it's a great point. Sorry, that was Just wanted to make you... (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's our next next one? Debbie, done. Crumple, can we crumple the letter, please? Grab that letter and crumple. That Constant one's in the bin. It's in the twash. Yeah, um, really good. <laughs> it's in the twash. Okay, cool. So um, do you want to read our next letter? Yes. Hi, Penny and Brittany. I've just started out in my first job after university, and people keep talking about building a network. I can't think of anything worse than going to networking than going to a networking event, but I'm willing to give it a try. Any tips on how to build a network without feeling like a twat? I love this. <laughs> love the show, Kiara. What I love is that she loves the show without having ever heard the show. <laughs> no, Kiara's she loves the premise of the show. Okay, really. got it. Sorry. God, sorry. Kiara is a good bad. friend of mine. <laughs> she hates networking. Honestly, she, she gave me this little letter to use on the show. So, can we just take a moment to talk about how much I hate networking? Oh my God, Kiara, everybody hates networking. Who Don't likes worry. Networking. Yeah, it's like someone said to me once. Oh, but like introverts really hate small talk. And I'm like, honey, 
Please. Everybody. I'm an extrovert. I hate small talk. Yeah. I'd rather get straight to the root of your problem. Networking is the worst possible thing. Small talk is awful. Every like mm. most people, I feel like you'd have to be a real weirdo to like small talk. Mm. Like how about the weather? I mm. hate it, right? Deep as a puddle. What do you do? Like I really hate it. Um and I will say that at at university, I was in like so I took um, kind of, it was like communi- Bachelor of Communications with like a major in public relations. Great. So networking. Sounds useful. Yeah, exactly. Well, mm. I mean, yes. Yes, it was moderately useful. I was serious. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I feel like she's making fun of me. Okay. No. Um, no, I mean, the thing is, is that, I mean, that's a topic for another day, probably, whether or not I think my degree was useful. But um, networking was like literally all we were told all the time was yeah. like you got a network you better network what you got to do is build a network so you should probably go to network like honestly there were networking events going on constantly mm, mm. and i the funny thing is i'm a very social person yeah me too but couldn't stand these networks they're just mm. see, they were so ingenuine and awkward like, awkward yeah yeah like yeah, you didn't really have anything to offer, so you just wanted to, like, meet these people for... It was weird. Like, why do they want to meet me? That's yeah. what I kept thinking. I'm like, I'm nobody to them. Yeah. I haven't done yeah. anything. Mm. What's the point in them? Like, what are they going to even get from me, right? Mm. I'm going to get a lot from them, mm. but there's going to be no... Like, what's the point? Um, and honestly, I read this... Um, I can't remember exactly where, but it was Seth Godin who wrote it. It was either... what is is like email I'm his I'm his newsletter or something or it was in a book but he basically said like networking is done all wrong right Mm. people always think you know it's not what you know it's who you know that whole fucking sentence is the worst the cool thing what he kind of suggested was focus less on meeting these people and connecting with people and building a network and focus more on actually, you know, creating something or doing something, Mm. you know, doing some work that's actually exciting Mm. and worth talking about for sure. And use that as your anchor, right? If you build, if you like, let's say you are, well, this is an easy one, but if you are a writer, Mm. right. And then you're like trying to make all these contacts in publishing or whatever. And like, you know, you're doing all the networking events and stuff you know what would be better use of your time is mm. actually writing something yeah. <laughs> that people are excited about talking to you about, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, and like, this is actually, I think this should be almost like our, this is our philosophy in this show. The yes. first step to being successful and happy is being fucking good at your job. Yeah. Like don't try and, okay. Not that we're saying this, Kiara, we're not telling you you're cutting corners, but don't worry about the other stuff until you've got that, Uh, obviously okay no I rephrase that don't get too tangled up in networking and LinkedIn profiles and all this other shit yes yes. just fucking get really good at what you do just get good yeah Yeah. word spreads itself but my like my take on this actually and I remember learning this when I left a company when I was about 27 years old and I'd worked in that company with like you know 40 to 60 people it fluctuated depending on how well business is going. Um, and I realized like, this was my first kind of in inverted commas, real job. Right. Um, even though I was an office manager, um, but it was my real job in an office with professional people and like being exposed to the really interesting world of advertising. Um, and basically I realized that once one of those people left the company, mm-hmm. they went and got a job at another company 
And that meant I had a contact at another company. Totally. And then, so basically like your first job that you get, you're already building a network. So it's super important to be that person at that job who is reliable, competent, Mm -hmm. pleasant. Yeah. You know, like Like hardworking. Yeah. So that every single person that works at that company is like, Oh yeah, Kiara, she's great. Yeah. And then you already have a network of however many people work in your company. That's so that's such step one. A good point. Like Right? No, it really is. I know <laughs> I keep saying that, but it is. It's like your first network you should be worried about are people that you're like working with. Currently working yeah. with. Yeah. Don't bother trying to meet Joe at a bloody meetup. And that has exactly. And that has also like that can be translated also back to like your university Mm. do you know what I mean like make because I'm what's really hilarious is this is all I mean it's been you know I don't know however many years six Mm. seven years since I graduated university oh my god you're so young hold on it has to have been oh no more more than that thank god I think it's been more if I had graduated from university which I didn't uh, it would be 11 years ago. 11 years. Well, then that makes sense if I was like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Brittany went to university. I did. And then I dropped out. <laughs> Drop out. Drop out. Um, but what's really funny is right now, I still have a lot of the contacts that I went to school with mm. who like, uh, like quite a few of them are actually friends of mm. mine. But they're doing cool contacts sh- yeah, slash friends, slash friends <laughs> which is the best way to do it. Um, but they're now working a lot of them at really cool places. Yeah, and I'm in touch with them. And currently, actually, like I spoke with this like my one friend who uh, runs um, a nonprofit for women in tech. Yeah, so fucking cool. Amazing. I spoke at an event for her, you know, like I, I did a, like a sort of an Instagram, like collaboration thing with another girl who works at this really cool other company. What about the web summit one? The web, exactly. Like that's a fucking golden connection. Totally. So I have a connection yeah. to web summit through a friend mm. and it's just like those kinds of things are, yeah, invaluable. Yeah. You actually, and, and those people know that I'm competent, I'm good at what I do and I'm not going to like bullshit them or like, yeah. or just like fail them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they won't be disappointed. For sure. Yeah. So, so I think that's step one, like knowing that networking isn't, doesn't always have to be going to a networking event and yeah. taking business cards with you and being like, hi, what's the most interesting book you've read lately? <sighs> yeah. But yeah. Like nobody likes that. Nobody has time for it. So don't worry about it. The second thing I would say is like, if you do have to go to a networking event, if that's the really done thing in your industry, take a few friends along and like just pre-prepare a conversation starter. So um, I used to have to do this in one of my old jobs. Um, The tech, we work in the tech industry. I worked in the tech industry at the time and it's very meetup focused. Yeah, definitely. Um, And basically I would just go along and get there a little late Nice. So Always I wouldn't good. even do the initial networking because the ice is not broken yet. Yeah. I just sit down, watch the first talk. There'd usually be a um, like a break after the first talk or the second talk, and then you can just say, "Oh, how you know? Like, did you see that What'd guy? You think? Yeah, he was great. Or that girl, she was really interesting. Yeah. So you or, have already something to talk about. Yeah. It's, it's not just awkward. use the speaker. Great. Um, and say, "Oh yeah, well we do that at my work all the time," and then people really. Um, Kiara, I can't tell you how much people appreciate you doing that legwork, the ice breaking. Um, they will appreciate that. There's no way they're going to roll their eyes and like walk away. Totally. Um, Um, yeah. The, the funny thing about, I mean, I actually, 
it's I feel like networking as a word is like slowly I mean maybe it won't be like phased out but it's definitely like people are using it a lot less mm. and people are starting to use a lot the whole personal brand word which is like super interesting right because mm. obviously everybody's I mean most people are on social media and this is kind of the ultimate networking tool depending mm. on the industry that you're working in obviously but I think like a lot of people are talking about okay like I work in a company like should I be somehow working on my personal brand there are mm. air quotes there although mm. I mean it is a thing it's a real thing I probably yeah. shouldn't put air quotes around it yeah. but I think that that's a really interesting topic because it's like your personal brand doesn't have to be this like awful cringy like you know, motivational quotes thing. Mm, mm. It can actually be you just kind of talking about what you're doing. Mm. Um, it can be, if you like writing, it could be your medium page. You know what I mean? Like that could be your personal brand. Mm. But I do think it is important to like be making things or contributing to your industry in a certain way mm. and sort of, you know, using that. It can even be your LinkedIn page if you're like using that. Yeah. Whatever. But I think that that's sort of the transition that's happening that through like, yeah, like you can actually network with the friggin' world mm. if you're using social yeah. media. It's amazing. And yeah. like I've heard stories about people sort of commenting on a tweet mm -hmm. of one of their favorite, you know, role models and the role model saying, yeah, of course I'll, you know, like have a Skype call with you and mentor you. So, um, you know, like there's a whole bunch of ways to do it. Totally. Um, and also... I think that uh, it, it depends what you're hoping to get out of networking. That's true. Yeah. Like you can actually, let's be honest, like there are some roles in the world. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything off my chest. Okay. Let's say you're an accountant. Mm -hmm. yeah. You do not need to have a network. It's really just not important at all. Um, if you're a visual designer, you probably don't really need a network either. You could probably go ahead and just apply for jobs and do things really organically um, a really sort of like minimum viable product yeah. professional yeah. for your whole career. Um, and you will get a network just by accident. That's right, the thing. Right. Okay. I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Um, networking is really great for, for, for example, like I work in new business, which is basically like I help businesses, the business that I work for, that is. So the company I work for, I help them to get new clients yeah. and new paying revenue. And so that means network is like everything to me, yeah. obviously. So it's super important. It's like my biggest, when I left Sydney and I moved to Berlin, which is where we're both currently based, Brittany and I, mm -hmm. I was the biggest, my biggest hesitation was that I was going to lose this massive, amazing network that I was just like, yeah. shit, like in my job, like, what do I do about this? But, um, you know, I got another one. <laughs> yeah. I built another one. Thanks for listening to our very first episode of Happy Hour. If you have a question that you'd like us to talk about in the podcast, look for the email that's in the description of this episode and you can send your question there. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yee. We would love that. Wonderful. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Toodaloo.